The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to help keep them safe while keeping your sanity. Here's your host, a cybersecurity expert, best-selling author, and parent of four teens, Lisa Good. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. We talk culture, social media, trends, and all the stuff that drives your digital kids. Some things you may know about, but fair warning, most you don't. Let's jump into Your Kid's Secret Life. I'm your host on this crazy journey, Lisa Good. Now for my regular listeners, you may be wondering where I've been the last several weeks. Well, I was out with COVID. In fact, everyone in my family had it all six of us. Here's the crazy part of this. Myself and my oldest daughter had it bad. And when I say bad, I mean like it was the worst flu I've ever had in my life. My daughter was miserable and said she'd never felt so bad. Now, my husband, my other two sons, and my other daughter were positive and had no symptoms. Zero. I mean, like, not even a sniffle. So we went through all of 2020 healthy and through the first four months of 2021, and then, hello, welcome to COVID. Now, I'm not sure where we picked it up. I have a few suspicions, but, you know, it's okay. And the upside is that we've had it, we've all survived, and it could have been much worse. So I'm thankful that we came through it but it did put a pause on doing the show for multiple weeks. I don't think you'd want to hear me like coughing and I still have a little bit of the cough left and it gets really bad talking. So I keep a bottle of water with me all the time. But I just wanted to give you an update because I did have someone email me and say, hey, you've just been doing replays, is everything okay? Everything is fine, just recovering from COVID. So let's get back to it. And in keeping with my 2021 goal of starting out with something funny, here's your joke. What do you call a ride-sharing app that serves breakfast? Eggs Uber Easy. (laughs) I know, I know. That's the best I can do, guys. All right, now, if you have an Amazon Echo or Ring security cameras, you'll want to grab a piece of paper because after I give you this news, you're going to want to make some changes in your settings. If you have either of these devices, you are now sharing your internet with neighbors and the street out in front of your house with strangers. With 250 million Alexa devices sold, this has created a formidable mesh network covering most urban areas. Yes, you heard that right, even though I got tongue-tied. As of June 8th, Amazon has flipped a switch in these devices to share your internet connection with your neighbors and anyone else who happens to be close by. It's called Sidewalk. I'm guessing the name is a shout out to walking in like New York or California 
where everybody shares the sidewalk and no one minds. Well, the reality to that is it's because you don't have a choice. I've been to New York. You have to share the sidewalk. And those people are sometimes not nice about it. But there's nowhere else to walk. Now, this eyebrow-raising technology has been quietly hidden inside the millions of Amazon devices, including the Echo Dot for kids. Yes, your kids' Echo Dot. And now it's live for everyone automatically. Think about the irony of the name Sidewalk here. Now, as a cybersecurity professional, this new feature raises more red flags than a marching band in a parade. There are so many questions. Is this really secure enough to be activated in everyone's home? I mean, this is the same company that listens to every conversation going on in your home. And if they hear something out of the ordinary, they do notify the proper authorities. And now your neighbors and strangers could possibly tap into your network. Woohoo! Now Amazon says that you'll never know who is sharing your signal or when your signal is being shared. Uh, yeah, that's a full no for me. Now, while Amazon says that it's taken all the available measures to encrypt and secure your data, the US government says the same exact thing. And you see where that's gotten us hacked multiple times by various entities. And even if Amazon says it's done all the right things for security, which in all honesty, they probably have, but what about all the third-party companies that have and will have access to this new wonderful sidewalk? There are three basic ways a hack or a data leak occurs. One, someone clicks on something malicious. You know, those cute cat videos, and now you're infected. Number two, there's a vulnerability in the software that the designers didn't know about. Well, this one's like the most common, really. Like Windows 7 comes to mind to me. As well as all those wonderful updates that Microsoft rolls out to fix the bugs they find in their code. Like we've all been there. You get up and you go, wait a second, why is my computer turned off? Oh yeah, it did updates. That. And number three, the hack comes through a third-party vendor or associate. So an example of this would be when one of your kid's friends gets hacked, like their social media, and then your kid gets an email sent with an attachment or a link for like a quote unquote funny video, and your kids click on it. Now they're infected. Or another scenario is an app on your iPhone has been hijacked or hacked, and now the hackers have access to all the data on your iPhone. See, the hack didn't come direct from Apple, it came from a third party, but it still infected your phone, which is the Apple. This is where I foresee the Amazon Sidewalk project hacks and data theft coming from. And I'm sure that in some legal privacy statement that you've agreed to, you won't be able to hold Amazon liable for any data breach as a result of a third party vendor using their Sidewalk service. Now, my next concern comes from seeing the dark side in my profession. So just forgive me as I go through this. Are we helping Amazon build a vast network that can be used for more surveillance? Hmm, I'm gonna say yeah, probably, most likely. You know, maybe not out the gate, but the potential is there. 
And just like Facebook, Amazon can make so much more money, like, you know, they don't need it, but they can, if they're able to get even more private details about you and your family. You know, the ones that you're not willing to give. And then one of my biggest questions with this is, why didn't Amazon ask us to opt in before activating a feature lying dormant in our devices? Especially if this is such a great feature that's gonna improve our lives so much and take it to the next level, as Amazon says. Well, the reason for this is clear. For Amazon's network effects to work, they need billions of participants. Amazon knew, as the rest of the tech world learned this month, that when, when Apple and Google started prompting for tracking and cookies, only 4% of people are saying, sure, you can track me and keep cookies about me and follow me around with ads based on what I just watched. Like, that's creepy. No. Only 4% of people said, yeah, you can do that. See, the truth is, is that most people don't want to be tracked, have their data recorded, and look at ads. I don't, and you know what? I bet you don't either. And here's the other rub. Unless you're actively tuned into tech news like I am, you would have no idea that this feature's being turned on without your permission. I don't know about you, but that's just not okay. If all that wasn't enough, you could potentially run afoul of your internet service provider's agreement or your internet bill could go up if you have Sidewalk turned on. Hmm, how you may ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. If your internet service has a data cap or is a metered service and Sidewalk's turned on, you can and most likely will exceed your monthly maximum and you'll start racking up hefty over the limit charges. Yeah, you know, when we were in lockdown and everything was on Zoom, my internet bill at home went up almost $400 a month. I know, crazy, right? And you're probably going, Lisa, where in the world do you live? I live in a rural area where there is only one provider. As of right now, there's another one coming soon, fingers crossed. And I'll leave that one provider nameless, but it's one of the big companies. Now, I got to give it to them. They did, after all, waive everyone's overage charges. But holy cow, they're not going to do that for sidewalk. Can you imagine getting that bill and actually not knowing why your bill went up? You'd be yelling at your kids, right? Or maybe your husband or your wife saying, what games or streaming were you guys doing? Come on. I spoke to a local representative of a major internet service provider here in Tennessee that has service throughout the country. Now they spoke with me off the record due to legal concerns but they confirmed that you could be charged more. And they also stated, and I'm gonna quote them because this is amazing to me. Here was, here was the quote. Amazon does not have the right to do this full stop. I can speak for the industry when I say we all have similar types of terms of service, which are designed to protect our networks and the data and privacy of our customers. And it is not Amazon's network to be sharing. They are putting their customers in violation of their agreements with their internet providers, and it's straight up theft, end quote. I happen to agree with that. Just imagine if your neighbor came over in the middle of the night and plugged in extension cords to your outdoor plugs, and then they removed them before you left for work. Your electric bill skyrockets, and you have no idea why. And more importantly, 
your electricity is being stolen. Now, when you take out all the tech talk like mesh network, continuous connectivity, and interconnectivity, which is what Amazon is boasting, what this is is theft, plain and simple. I suggest that if you have any of the Amazon devices that you opt out and do it today. I wish I could tell you it's as simple as saying, Alexa, opt me out of sidewalk. No, not gonna happen. You're not gonna get that lucky. I have a friend who tried that and he said that Alexa played dumb and even offered to play him the song Sidewalk by Piper Roquel. Yeah, Amazon's pretty clever. So to enable or disable Amazon Sidewalk for your account, here's what you do. You need to use the Alexa app. You open the Alexa app, then open more and select settings. Then select your account settings, go to Amazon Sidewalk, you'll select that, Amazon Sidewalk, and turn off Amazon Sidewalk. Or if you wanna turn it on, you can turn it on. Now I just wanna tell you that if you turn it on, it's on for every device in your house, including your kids' Echo Dot. If you turn it off, it turns off for all the accounts, every device on your account, just a heads up. You can't turn it on for selective devices. But let me go back, five steps. It takes five, five steps to opt out of this, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like they should be like Apple where they have the little orange dot on there that tells you when someone's using your microphone or your camera. Amazon should have something, you know, or maybe what they should have done when they turned this on is had a voice prompt that said from Alexa that said, hey, do you wanna opt out of this service? And this just irks me to no end. Amazon can configure one-click ordering. I mean, all of us have ordered from Amazon. I know for sure they can definitely configure a one-click opt-out. They just wanna make this so difficult. And really, I guess I can't fault Amazon. They are only following in the footsteps of Comcast. Comcast did this first with their Xfinity hotspot functionality, which was preloaded and enabled on every one of their customer routers. And I believe it still is. They have gotten sued over that. And seven years later, we're seven years in, it's still in litigation. Now I tell all of our clients, friends and family to turn this off. It stays on even if your router is just in bridge mode. And I also tell them to check it every three months because we found it re-enables itself even after you've turned it off. I'm not sure why companies feel that a service and electricity that you're paying for should be used to provide publicly accessible internet to random people. I just think that's wrong. If these companies really wanna have a global Wi-Fi network, honestly, they should just cut a deal with Elon Musk. He's got this new satellite internet service. He is a businessman and I am sure he would be all in. Now, Amazon and Comcast aren't the only ones playing this always connected game. Apple recently released AirTags, which utilize over a billion phones to locate any item down to the square inch on the planet. The square inch, that's crazy. Now, these are shaped like circle key rings right now, but Wait until Nike starts embedding them in your kid's shoes. Really, they are currently working on that. I will say that at least with Apple, as you know, 
at least you know what you're buying and doing. I mean, they, they tell you. Not so much with Amazon, though. They're kind of sneaky like that. My final thoughts are, this could be the first step towards Skynet, as the Terminator series defined it. And we all know how that turned out. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for our next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Welcome back. Here's our opening joke. What do you call having your grandma on speed dial? Instagram. Bum, bum, bum. All right, speaking of Instagram, I'm gonna give you a quick update on the Instagram for Kids Under 13 app. Apparently, I'm not the only one who thinks the kids under 13 should not be on Instagram or anything remotely like it. In mid-May, 20 plus lawmakers released a statement urging Facebook to halt its plans to launch this app. Now these lawmakers were from both sides of the aisle, which that in itself is a miracle because we all know they never agree on anything. Then there were 44 state attorney generals. They've also signed off on a please halt this app letter to Facebook, as have various child protection organizations. I wish I could say that those things made a difference, but Facebook is Facebook, and Zuckerberg isn't about to listen or to miss a chance to suck in the next generation of users. They're actually defending the creation of this app, saying that it will keep these kids off the official Instagram app. Sure, there's probably some truth in that. However, if history is any indicator, I remember in 2017 when Facebook launched a kids version of its Messenger app. Two years later, Facebook shut down a technical flaw in that system that made it possible for kids to enter group chats with strangers that their parents hadn't approved after several high-profile abduction cases linked back to their app. Ooh, that's not good. As of January this year, Facebook says there are more than 7 million monthly active accounts on the Messenger Kids service. You notice they don't say there are 7 million kids using it because you can sign up. It's really easy to pretend to be a kid and set up a kid account. I don't understand why these tech companies can't just let kids be kids instead of pushing and shoving online stuff down their throats. We all know the answer to that. It's all about the money. More data equals more money. And the sinister side is that the younger you get kids hooked on social media and online, period, the harder it is to break them of the habit. It affects the brain like smoking, drinking, and drugs. All the addictive qualities are baked in intentionally. I'm sure that Facebook is still working behind the scenes on the Instagram for kids under 13. They may just delay the launch. I'll keep you posted. Now, this isn't just a Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or Snapchat problem. Even Disney is involved. Yes, the much beloved, for some, and adorable mouse. In April, Disney, 
and 10 advertising tech firms settled a lawsuit and agreed to remove certain advertising software from your kids' game apps because they violated the privacy of millions of youngsters, your kids, all without your knowledge and your consent. This is Disney and Nickelodeon. They're collecting data about your kids behind your back and you never even knew it. So here are a few of the games in case you want to check your kids' devices. The most popular ones are Subway Surfers and Llama Spit Spit. Now that one I may have to check out. That sounds interesting. Now, you might also want to check any games that were developed by Kylo, Saibu, and Upsight and Unity. These are ad tech companies that embedded software in Viacom's child-focused Nickelodeon apps. The, this code was designed to track, collect, and export all of your kids' personal information and all of their uh, habits, everything they do on the device, which is actually frightening. You may want to check to see if there are any new updates for your kids' games and install them. These updates, in accordance with the settlement, will have removed all the tracking code that was illegal. Now, it's time to talk about my favorite, not so favorite app, TikTok. Last week, we saw a wonderful new video that went viral of what looks like a girl, but others have said is a man, being beheaded. Yes, you heard me correct, beheaded. And yes, the video was real. If your kids are on TikTok, there's a good chance they may have seen this as it was trending in everyone's Discover tab. Can you believe that? Took them three hours to pull this video. Now, the video starts off with a girl dancing and then it cuts to this graphic scene, this unspeakable violence. Users have taken to Twitter to let people know that it's traumatizing kids. Heck, I would say that would traumatize me if I saw it. Now, TikTok, of course, has removed the video. Like I told you, it took them three hours to take it down. But as usual, it keeps reappearing under new user accounts with a new intro, which is basically a different person dancing, and then it cuts to this other video. Now, this other video was created on another platform and then spliced into a different TikTok video which is how it was able to be uploaded in the first place. I think the only way that TikTok is gonna stop that is to make it to where they have some kind of algorithm or way to detect that the video has to be completely created in TikTok. I'm not sure if they can do that, but with the technology out there, I bet they almost could. Now, you would think that we would have come to the end of viral TikTok challenges, right? I mean, I've covered so many of them over the course of a year and a half, but no, not even close. It looks like even TikTok challenges born out of parody have the ability to become a viral challenge, which is exactly how this challenge, the pee your pants TikTok challenge began. And yes, I'm giggling and you heard that right, the pee your pants challenge. Now, sadly, this challenge involves exactly what its name suggests, peeing your pants. In videos, people record themselves peeing their pants. Really, I'm not joking. It's not just kids doing this. No, no. There are videos of college kids and grown adults that are standing in front of a mirror saying, 
here's your pee your pants challenge. And then they are actually going to the bathroom in their pants while filming, filming this all for TikTok, for the internet. I just, I, I smack my hand to my forehead and I say, this is the genius that the internet has brought to us. Lord help us all. Now, some 19-year-old filmmaker and comedian, yeah, I can just imagine what his films and comedy are like, started this in 2020, and he got hundreds of thousands of views, and then he deleted it. Now, I'm thinking maybe film studios aren't interested in movie ideas from a 19-year-old who thinks peeing his pants is the next big thing. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe my logic is just defies me. But thanks to the power of the internet and nothing ever really disappearing, his deleted TikTok video is still alive and well on none other than YouTube. Now, parents, this part right here should be a good conversation starter with your older teens. And if you have younger kids, this should have you consider, like, really sit down and think about, do you want to let your kids go free range on social media? Or do you want to even let them have it at all? I'm just saying. Anyway, the pee your pants challenge hashtag has more than 2.1 million views and thousands of people posting their own videos. Can you even believe that? Peeing their pants. I just, I just cannot, cannot. Okay, I'm gonna move on. This next TikTok challenge, yes, we have yet another one, is geared towards those who work out or are into fitness. So if you have kids that are really concerned about what they look like and obsessed with working out, this one you probably really need to know about. It's called the Dry Scoop Challenge, and it supposedly helps energize your workouts and gets you better results. Okay, well, all right, what's that? So basically what's involved is participants take their favorite pre-workout powder, you know, like a protein powder thing, and those normally contain amino acids, vitamins, caffeine, creatine, and sweeteners. And instead of mixing it with water like you normally would do and drink it before you work out, no, no, no. What they do is they take the scoop of powder, dry, put it in their mouth, and take a sip, like a little bitty sip of water to wash it down. Okay, that just doesn't, that makes my throat hurt just thinking about it. But the logic behind this is that the dry powder intensifies the powder's effect, giving you a boost when you work out. Okay, maybe, maybe not. But I will tell you, the videos that I've watched on this one have some crazy effects like choking, coughing, gagging. There was one with a young lady falling unconscious from not being able to breathe. I was in shock. This challenge has also had some users report mild heart attacks. Incredible, I know. Now, according to those in the medical field, pre-workout powder is meant to be diluted and when you don't do that, it can have serious consequences on the body. Now, one of the 22-year-old TikTokers who suffered a mild heart attack posted a video trying to help others. And here's what she said. Putting this out there so y'all don't do what I did because I'm the type of person to try anything and everything I see here without questioning it. End quote. Whew. Now, if a 22-year-old doesn't question these videos, do you really believe a 13, 15, or 17-year-old is going to question the videos? 
Yeah, I know. There are some kids. There are some. We have we all have at least one that would question. But they're they aren't in the majority. I'm just going to be honest. And that's why it's our job as their parents to help them walk through this wild digital world. Now, I'm going to wrap up today's show with this. It's summertime and kids like to hang out and go to parties with friends. Now, they may call them something else when talking to you, but they are, for all intents and purposes, parties. Nothing wrong with that for the most part, depending on what the kids are doing. I'm sure you and I both have been to our fair share of fun get-togethers when we were younger with friends and nothing nefarious went down. So I'm going to preface this with don't assume that every party or get-together your kids go to is going to end bad. Okay, I gave you the warning. Now, there is a new term and a new kind of party that's called a kickback. A kickback is a party that starts as an open-ended invitation on TikTok where anyone can show up and join in on the fun. It's kind of like the viral challenges, except it's a viral party invitation. What could possibly go wrong, right? Well, there have already been two kickbacks that have made the news. Um, I'm just going to cover the original one in Huntington Beach, California that kicked it off with what was supposed to be a casual get-together, but instead turned into a massive mob of partygoers, drugs, fireworks, fires, injuries, basically it was a like a mass riot almost, and 180 people were arrested. Yikes! The second one that made the news, it followed the same pattern, so I won't even cover it. Again, remember, not every party is a kickback, but the question you may want to ask or check up on your own, you know, trust but verify, is if the party that your kids are attending was announced on TikTok, with an open-ended invitation? If the answer to that question is yes, well, from one parent to another, you may wanna have them hang out on the couch at home, lift the gaming time restrictions, and keep them safe, just saying. Well, that's gonna wrap up another show, and until next week, remember, parenting in today's digital world is challenging and can sometimes be difficult, but you can do this. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free cyber alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.